Hello, time travelers. Welcome to the Aging Journey podcast, an actual play podcast where we go back in time and play RP games themed around time and growing up in a variety of systems. I am your game master, Tanya, and this is The Red Bridge, a children's fantasy adventure using the kids on bike system inspired by works such as The Phantom Tollbooth, Alice in Wonderland, Jumanji, and The Wizard of Oz. We are playing Kids on Bikes, a tabletop role-playing game that allows players to explore a mysterious and supernatural world set in a small town during the 1980s and 90s. Our players embody characteristics called tropes and roll dice based on their brains, brawn, fight, flight, charm, and grit. The higher the stat, the better their skill. Each player has a top stat where they roll a d20 and a bottom stat where they roll a d4. In this game, dice explode, where if you roll the maximum on a die, you get to roll again, infinitum. Our players for this campaign were made from scratch and tropes are custom. There may be mature content depicted in our gameplay, but the players and I are using safety tools and all content warnings will be in the description below. You can listen to the audio of the podcast on Spotify, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, or the Aging Journey website, or watch it on YouTube. Follow us on Twitter, join our Discord, or support us on Patreon. All links will be in the description. Also, don't forget to subscribe. Well, I think that wraps up the spiel. Enjoy the journey. Hello, time travelers, and welcome back to the Aging Journey Podcast's inaugural campaign, The Red Bridge. Content warnings will be listed in the description. Let us begin our adventure. It is 1987. The summer has just begun and school has ended. There's a birthday boy running barefoot across fresh cut grass. His birthday hat firmly on his head. He's smiling and laughing. He has short blonde hair that's messy from the day's activities. Uh, he's being chased by an olive skinned boy with dark hair. He in turn is being chased by a little girl missing a tooth in her front teeth and her short hair in two pigtails. And bringing up the rear of this group is another young boy, pants already dirty and ripped and a stick poking out of his hair. Caleb, Juke, Willow, and Jimmy. Four friends who at this point are, I think five and six and seven, uh, four, five, six, and seven, I think. At this time, uh, Caleb, the birthday boy, and his friends are all playing in the backyard of Duke's yard. It's your seventh birthday, Caleb, and as per tradition in the hills, uh, each household uh, in the neighborhood rotates who hosts the kids' birthdays uh, in the summer. So this year, it's your best birthday yet because the Baldwins are hosting and their house is huge. There's a huge table with a big old spread of food on it and there's a second table that's full of already opened presents. Presents have been opened, cake has been served, happy birthday has been sung. At this point in the party, you and your friends have been playing tag for who knows how long. Um, and at this point, you all rush past the present table and a big box falls on the ground. 
Now, normally this wouldn't stop you all, but it landed with a loud thud. And when you stop and turn around, there's a big, beautiful red box, perfectly wrapped with a fluffy blue ribbon bow, sitting nicely unopened. Your friends see you've stopped playing. They follow your gaze to the box and Juke picks it up. It has your name on it. Must be a birthday gift you missed opening. As the four of you crowd around this box, Caleb unties the ribbon, lifts the top of the box, pushes the crisp white tissue paper to the side, and sees a title on a blood red cardboard box sitting inside. It reads, The Red Bridge. You all gasp excitedly. And your hands are already inside of the box, ripping the contents out and reading it. The box reads, The Red Bridge, a fun game of imagination for all ages. Hours of fun in the land of Avaria. For ages four and up, real metal train included, five tokens included. Everyone is ecstatic, but the celebration is already kind of starting to come to a close. So you all quickly pull the pieces out of this cardboard box. Caleb, you read the instructions, and as you do, being the eldest, you give clear instructions and what it is you want everyone to do. The instructions read, Welcome to the splendiferous world of Avaria, where you and your friends will embark on a thrilling adventure to cross the Red Bridge and win the game. The objective of the game is to be the first player to travel across Avaria and reach the Red Bridge on the other side of the map. The first player to do so will win the game. The map is unfolded and is placed on the grass. It gives you a list of things to do. You need to unfold the game, which you've already done, and place it on a flat surface, which you've already done. Next, you need to place the bridges on the map. Then each player must possess a coin. You roll to see who goes first. Highest roll gets to place the train at the start to begin the game. So, Caleb, who places the board down and rolls the dice? I think probably he has a juke to put it down. He's just so excited about the bridge and the dice and the funny train. He would definitely push his way to the front so that he could roll the dice first. So Juke places the board and you roll the dice. Who places the bridges? That would be Willow. I think Willow got some good creativity in bridge placement. Who passes out the coins? Jimmy. Definitely Jimmy. Or hmm, maybe 
strike that and reverse it. Jimmy gets the bridges and Willow gets the coins. And who? Actually, I think you've made the decision already that you were rolling the dice. So go ahead and roll a d4. Absolutely. And each number will be the order we're all in. So Caleb will be one, Jimmy will be two, Duke will be three, and Willow will be four. Let's see who places the train. 1d4. Three. Lucky, lucky. Duke, you have the honor, perhaps because it's your family's house this year and they've thrown a banging party uh, for Caleb and you all. You all have had such a great time that Caleb is gracious enough to allow you to set the train on the start and begin the game. Juke, as you place the train on the board, the air around you all stills. The laughing of the other children and neighborhood parents quiet down to a whisper, and all time around you stops. As each of your eyes close to just naturally blink, one by one, you all blink out of existence. Juke and Caleb, you both bolt up out of your beds. It is about three o'clock in the morning, the day of the Crabapple Harvest Festival. You're both confused, drenched in sweat, and bewildered at this being the hundredth time now you all have had this dream. Uh, As you wake up, you're even a bit disoriented, wondering if you're still in 1987. But as you look around, you're both in your rooms. And you realize that you are back in 1996. But this is no ordinary dream you two are having. Um, Specifically, Caleb and Juke are the only ones having this dream. You guys have been having this dream since the heist. And you've had it every night. It's as if you are there again. You are feeling as if you are reliving this memory. And it feels too real to be a dream when it's happening, which is why it's so disconcerting. As you both come back to yourselves, a whisper, perhaps it's in your head or perhaps it's something else, sort of floats on the wind of a name of a place you haven't heard for a very long time, Varia. So, it's been a, it's been like several weeks, almost like a month, uh, since the caper of the Silver Creek Orchard, where, you know, everyone completed a successful heist, um, and you all got some strange items from the huge warehouse uh, at the back of the Crabapple Orchard. Uh, Willow, you got four coins, even though, although you kind of declined to share your discovery with your friends. You also took a bite of a green apple. Uh, as well as chucking the remainder of that green apple into a bottomless pit. Uh, Jimmy found a strange piece of ancient jewelry wrapped carefully in like bubble wrap. Uh, Duke, uh, you held onto your end of the bargain. You got everyone in, you got everyone out without getting caught. Um, But you did see Mrs. Yoon there uh, making her rounds in preparation for the festival. And then finally, Caleb, you found a mysterious obsidian puzzle box uh, that resembled one you already own. 
Uh, you also learn that there's going to be a new batch of apples, which should be ready for everyone to try by the Harvest Festival, which is lucky because that day is today. So before we hop into present day, which is the festival, I want to discuss what happened over the last couple of weeks. So Caleb, um, at the end of your birthday day, uh, Michael said that he had a, uh, a, a gift for you or he would, you know, after work, he would do something with you. So he takes you to go see, you know, maybe um, Escape to L.A., which had come out that year. I don't know when it came out, but we're going to say it came out <laughs> in that summer. Um, you guys enjoy. Totally accurate. Down, down to the last <laughs> yeah. the moment. Yeah, you guys enjoyed like a, you know, a bro movie together. Um, you you had a strange day, obviously, for your birthday, but it wasn't that bad. Um, you've had worse, <laughs> but you also had better, probably. Um, in the weeks leading up to today, you haven't been able to open the second Obsidian box. I'm not surprised. Oh, boy. But you have been able to go back to Grouper. Um, and give him all of the things that you were able to gr- to grab, whatever you didn't give to Willow and Juke and Jimmy, what if they wanted something. Um, Grouper was first a little annoyed when you produced like just stuff and not the whole box. But one of the things you did grab was a pack of what looked like books, saran wrapped, um, and they turned out to be a pack of comics. So, and they turned out to be a pack of vintage comics. So he quickly forgets about the rest of the stuff. And then Juke, your stepmother, receives a letter about two days after the heist. Uh, It's an invitation to the Harvest Festival Committee. Uh, She has been going to meetings this last month helping to prepare for the festival. Helen is doing well. Um, She's actually very excited for the festival. She's a big fan of going every year. Um, And this year will be a little bit different. So she's both very excited and sad because your sister um, won't be there this year. Um, So she's been clinging to you a little bit more uh, than usual. And she's, but she's very excited to go to the festival specifically so that you two can hang out since um, your sister's no longer here for the summer. Caleb and Juke, you two have been having this disturbing dream every night since the heist. So I need to know a couple of things. At one point, or at, at some point, do you either meet up or see each other or call each other? Or do you at some point wonder if other people are having a similar dream? Um, and do you find that out and tell each other about that? Not for Caleb. I think he just thinks those are nightmares. You know, when you like have a bad experience during a day and that kind of sticks with you either through your dreams or through your thoughts. He just mm-hmm. waves them off as things he just got to get over. Okay. I guess a question for Caleb is, do you think that we would hang out much in the interceding time? Yeah. Where did you guys leave your relationship? I guess is a better question. After the heist, when you are all there and you're about to part, do you look at each other and think perhaps we should hang out again or no? Oh yeah, absolutely. Juke's like, Juke's like a good school friend. So Caleb would 
try to hang out with him as much as he can. Yeah, I think Juke had fun during the heist um, and felt like, I think I feel like proud of doing the job well. Um, cracking the code. <laughs> Still hasn't realized that uh, that Beth was completely right and that Caleb was fully the bad influence in this <laughs> scenario. Um, I think coming out of that, um, like when we're leaving the park, even probably Juke's like all smiles, um, probably like looked up at Jimmy and like almost said something to Jimmy and like immediately became awkward, looked at his shoes and like went over to Caleb instead. Um, dude, I'm such a, I'm such an amazing friend. I'm bringing people together through crime. This is the best. <laughs> That's definitely the best way to mend friendships. There um, you go. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I think if we were just like hanging out, like, um, at the food court at the mall or something just sort of like nothing really happening boring afternoon then i would probably like just like there's a long silence slurping the orange julius and be like so i've been having these like crazy dreams um about like when we were kids You don't have to speak up, man. Like, I have no idea what that means. I, I guess it was like the train, like when we saw the train in the um, in the warehouse, you know, a couple of weeks ago. Then I've been having this dream about like some game with a train, like a little like a little train, not the big train. Ooh. <laughs> Caleb is just avoiding eye contact. That is not a sentence you want to say to him. Um, uh, that's crazy, man. Like, what? You had a dream you were on the train or something? No, what? nah. Getting all like greaser. <laughs> Caleb, Caleb's slowly morphing into a gr teen from the movie Greaser. Simple. Nice. Hey. Hey. Um. <laughs> so I think then I. Uh, yeah, met with that kind of wall. Um, Juke is probably just gonna drop it. Like, be like, yeah, yeah, no, nah, it's nothing. Okay, let's say you guys have that conversation. Probably like you know, a couple of days or a week after uh, a heist. But at this point, let's say you know, three weeks later, you both are still having that dream every day, and you're hanging out again. I would 100% not bring it up again. Caleb? You know what Caleb thinks about this dream. If he can avoid it, he'll avoid it. I think at that second meeting, or the second time you guys hang out, probably later, although there won't be any words said, I think there will be a tension in the air. That might be difficult to ignore. So let's do an opposed grip between both of you. So Caleb, you roll your grit and Juke, you roll your grit and see what you all both see in, into each other. I will say if it helps, Juke can probably tell Caleb knows what he's talking about. He just doesn't want to exactly speak out about it. Just okay. a little, little heads up on that. Uh, I have a D10. 
No, why do I always type D20? <laughs> That's a one. <laughs> you see into his soul, he's a scared little boy. Oh my! Uh, also, a one say, on my one D, on my D twenty. I was gonna say, well, there's no way you could not meet that. I am gonna take this. Uh, I'm gonna interpret this as you both are obviously holding something back from one another, and you not only can you see it, the the very the very reason you guys are hanging out more is honestly because I think you both realize that you are 100% having the same dream, but are refusing to talk about it. Do you think we, like, get into trouble, like, intentionally mm -hmm. to avoid talking about it? Mm. Oh, absolutely. Caleb's a bad influence once, he'll be a bad influence again. We are sneaking into the backside of the mall. Yeah, especially if you're meeting in the mall. So let's go with that. Let's go with... It is quite clear that you guys are going through some things. And instead of talking it out, <laughs> you're just going to get into some things you shouldn't be getting yourselves into. And luckily, uh, Caleb is very familiar with the backsides of the mall. So in the next couple of weeks, you two have been literally just running the security at the mall ragged. Um, <laughs> you guys have kind of been known, become uh, total misfits. Uh, you, you've had your parents, you know, they've been called several times and it's just, no, it's just no, a, no, yeah. Caleb, and, Caleb and you get away with it. Don't <laughs> give me that. At least give me a roll for it. I'll say that you guys probably get away with it, but not now. Uh, it's, it's open. There are cameras. You guys are definitely Aww. getting seen at some point if you're doing it a lot. Um, plus you are already pretty familiar. You're already known. Um, in the mall, in the area. Uh, so I think after a while, you guys are just kind of, you know, getting on everyone's nerves. Um, Watching posters <laughs> in the security <laughs> office. Yeah. Um, but I think that's perfect. I think that's a good way that, that unfortunately, um, that those types of activities become a bonding uh, for you two. And you tend to get closer because of it. I think that's perfect. And we will leave that there um, to come back to the, the present with Caleb and Juke. And we will move over to Willow and Jimmy. Uh, Willow, you came back uh, after the heist and you placed uh, your hard-earned treasures with the others in your box under your bed. You now have four coins, the red bridge, and... The train. Do you continue to keep it a secret from Jimmy? She she probably would. She she wants to like get all the pieces and then be able to present to him. Mm -hmm. Like she wants it to be like a surprise. Yes, of course. Uh, Jimmy, you were given one little item, but it was wrapped in bubble wrap. Um, and you ripped it open when you got home and found that it was just a, a little old amulet. Uh, it's made of like a, a, a soft metal, maybe like pewter, maybe soft silver. Uh, it's kind of weird and kind of creepy, but hmm. you're not really sure what to do with it. I think I would keep it in my room until 
uh, I find a new place to build the the kingdom, the cat my castle, and then eventually would migrate over there. Mm-hmm. Speaking of the kingdom in Clem Woods, uh, Willow and Jimmy, you both have not been able to get back into Clem Woods since the heist because not only is there still caution tape all around the entrance, but now there are signs that say do not enter. There are signs that say danger. And there's also construction crews that have been disallowing entrance because they are indeed beautifying the park um, in preparation for the festival. So what have you two been doing when you can't get into the park? You have this strange amulet and uh, Willow, you still need to find the other pieces to the game. I think Jimmy has taken it on as a quest to try and find the stuff that was lost in the park, either just trying to figure out where it's been taken or or what's happened to it, whether they just threw it away or not. Mm-hmm. Willow? Willow... I I think I think she would probably like if she and Jimmy ever like met up like after that or in between things she'd probably like start talking about like weird little building plans like (laughs) you know you know like all the different sketches that people do whenever they're like preparing to build a house she's like all right let's let's get a plan down for whenever those people finally leave and could rebuild all right that makes sense Interesting. So you're you're wanting to upgrade the uh, the shack that was the treehouse. <laughs> we gotta make sure it doesn't get taken down again. So we gotta build it better. <laughs> that actually makes sense. Now, Where can we get a guard dog? <laughs> I guess Herschley. Herschley can yeah. be a great guard dog when he isn't being lazy. Oh, do you think all that stuff gets stolen? Probably. But he tries. Well, that's all you can do. Where would you guys go to find materials for this new uh, treehouse? We're just walking around the neighborhood, <laughs> like looking for like broken fences, maybe, or like just like a random, random, like maybe like different like, pieces of plywood that or just, like, left in people's old backyards. And, like, if they aren't using it, and it's, like, still there, I should probably ask them, be like, hey, can I take this and use it to build our fort? Sure. She would just, just wander around the neighborhood, just collecting whatever the materials. That makes sense. Um, Clem Woods is probably closed and they're doing construction long enough for you two to gather new materials. Uh, and they reopen, um, revitalized and, re- and beautified um, about three days before the festival. Time to destroy it. <laughs> Time to build a castle. You two return to Clem Woods. Uh, it looks kind of the same. You're not, you're not really sure what is too different um really as children like it looks like a park but really they beautified it based on what you know adults would kind of like so it is prettier but 
you wouldn't really probably notice it. Uh, what you mainly notice, though, is that the tree, you are able to find the tree this time, but the tree does indeed no longer have your tree house. It is gone. I take it that is there nothing li- like lying scattered on the ground that they might have mm-hmm. left behind? Is there not like a piece of like wood that's still stuck to it or something? Any toys that have found their way under the grass? Nope. In fact, there is now a sign that says, please do not build things on the trees. Okay, so Council of War. Are we building our castle here? Because if we do... We gotta move further. We gotta hide in the darkness and wait to attack. Okay, all out war. I don't know these guys, these this, this invading force. I don't know if we can take them. We'll have to try. Okay. We can we can go across the little stream that's further away. She's like, we we'll, we have to move. We, need, we should move further into the woods, so they're less likely to find it and take it down again. Let's find a new kingdom. Makes sense. Uh, you all remember, Jimmy, I will say you probably remember at least what you, how you walked um, further down and you got basically to the other side of Clem Woods and then turned around. So you probably could find a spot that's well off of the path that's been, mm. you know, beautified. Um, and hopefully if you guys put it either like, you know, for far enough back in the woods, perhaps they won't see it. Um so let's see what this looks like, this new bridge, or or not bridge, but this new uh, building that you all are kind of making. Uh, well, it's been a while since you have made things, and you still can't use tools. So how, <laughs> are, you, so how are you all putting this uh, this new shack together? Caleb, can I buy some tools off you? <laughs> oh, you're going to use tools? You're just gonna- Yes, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, even though she, even though she's not allowed to, doesn't mean that she has to follow the rules. Caleb mm. pulls a hammer out of his bag. I like that mentality. Okay, so if I will say that if you are borrowing tools or buying tools from Caleb, that's fine. However, both Jimmy and you will need to figure out how to use those tools to put them together yourselves. I'm sure we could figure it out on our own. Mm. How do we use hammer? <laughs> mm. Hammer. Let's have both of you roll braids. Um, we're going to have to make the DC six so that it's like usable. <laughs> it is a treehouse. I mean, it's pretty simple. I mean, they're bound to have seen someone do it before. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's see. I might want to take back my statement. I don't know if the hammer should belong with Willow <laughs> and Jimmy. <laughs> oh. Well, I rolled a six, thank God. Why did I, not... just, I just really got it. Let's see if this works. Oh. Eight. Well. Surprisingly, over the years, perhaps with the plan, Willow, you've put together and uh, perhaps, Caleb, you understand that it would have been, you know, dangerous to give them tools without at least showing them how to use them. So perhaps you did them a a 
quick little, you know, crash course on how to use a hammer safely. Fingers not below the nail. Got it. <laughs> uh, and you guys are actually able to build a cute little little uh, treehouse, um, big enough to hold, you know, you two um, around a tree that's much smaller than the original one you had, but it needs to be, you know, back in the woods and it needed to be a little bit more hidden. So it is more hidden in its new location, but you now have a brand new and a little bit more sturdy uh, tree house. Yeah. Now we just got to add the hazard to it. That's true. <laughs> and we got to get our treasures back. I still don't know where they took them. To, you can, I will say you can assume that they just threw it away. I mean, it's a construction company. They certainly didn't keep those things. They didn't care about them. This is public property <laughs> that is owned by the city. Yep. How dare. Well, there goes his army. How does that make soldier you, man. How does that make you two feel? Did you, did you both have anything there? Willow, you had your really important stuff under your bed, but Jimmy... I, he's, Jimmy's, Jimmy's disappointed. He liked all his stuff that he had there. Like, he had a bunch of army men, um, some toy wet, like, swords and knife that he had accumulated, like an old train model that he had, uh, a few other things that all just found their way to the treehouse. Was the colonel there? Uh, yeah, I would think that the colonel was there. Okay. Jimmy, when you find out that all of your things, including the colonel, which probably reminds you of the memory of when you used to be at the orchard when you were younger. Do you tell Willow about that experience? I think so. Especially since she's now been to the orchard. Do you tell her about the uh, conversation you and Colonel had? I think he tells her up to the point where he got caught and then doesn't go into it after that. Okay. So let's play that out. Okay. Jimmy, you find out that Colonel has been probably thrown in the trash. You have no idea where it is. And you're Willow. probably with Willow um, at the treehouse. Well, have you seen Colonel Lemming? Uh, no, I didn't see him at all whenever we were searching the tree oh no do you think they do you think they took him away they probably did oh no he was my last faithful soldier he was here from from my other kingdom in the orchards maybe maybe we can find him maybe they dropped him in the woods somewhere i hope so he helped me out a lot last mission there he was vital how? What'd he do? Oh, he gave me the advice I needed. It was pretty crazy. It was a crazy night. What happened? Um, I mean, it was business as usual. I got into the woods, uh, the orchard woods there, and was just hanging out. Uh, and then uh, I saw Miss the security lady there. Um, she had been talking to someone. And so I counseled my soldiers. Uh, and Colonel Lemming was odd, but you know what? No more than un- than usual. Uh, and then eventually, I tried to see what she who she was talking to, 
uh, and she saw me. And, uh, yeah, it didn't end well. Oh, no. What, what advice did he give you? Was it, was it helpful? Um, I think so. I don't remember it too much. Uh, Jimmy, you, uh, I'll, I will say that um, he essentially, you wanted to, to get closer um, mm. and maybe even go inside of the, the warehouse. And he was telling you that you needed backup, you needed help. Um, mm. This is a bad idea. But also, do you tell Willow about the apple you found and how perhaps you at the moment didn't realize the connection but I think when you guys are talking about it, you would realize it now that there was something that happened with the green apple that was in your pocket. Hey, and then, wait a second. There was green apples then too. You remember the apples that you ate? Uh, yeah. And how they were green and different than the other apples? Yeah. Well, there was apples back then, too. I had found one on the ground. It was all green and shiny. Ooh. And did you, did yeah. you try it? No, no. I wanted to keep it. And just it was cool. It was very shiny and pretty. Got a little creepy, though. It started... It, oh, yeah. It melted right on the ground. It melted? Uh-huh. Kind of like when you leave one out for way too long and it gets all squishy. But, like, in minutes. Wow. Yeah, those apples, need, those apples were out fast. I guess so. You ate one, right? Yeah. Oh. Willow, it's at this moment, probably, as Jimmy is telling you all of this about the apples, that you also begin to kind of think of the dreams that you've been having. Uh, dreams that are very strange because they seem to be both a dream and not a dream. Uh, and you haven't attributed that to anything that has to do with the orchard or the apples. Uh, but now that you're hearing Jimmy talk about the kernel and how the apples seem strange, now you're starting to maybe think there's a connection there. Between what dream? The dream you had in your flashback episode. I don't see no connection in that. <laughs> I'm sorry. But what happened in there does not really correlate to anything else besides the train. Well, it does correlate to the train, but it also correlates to the strangeness that Jimmy is talking about. He's talking about speaking to an inanimate object. Um, and you are talking about speaking to, and you would at this point, either decide to talk about how you have been speaking to certain things that probably would be seem strange, but probably not to Jimmy. Hmm. She, she, she kind of like, she kind of like looks down, looks around, looks at him and just like points at him. Wait, so you talked to the colonel? colonel? Yeah. We had a good council of war. Okay. What? Uh, has has he talked to you before that? I hope I guess not in the same way. Hmm. I don't yeah, know. I guess it was different. The, a lot of stuff was going on though. Yeah. Yeah, that is weird. Was it was it a dream? No, 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 no. It wasn't a dream. Hmm. I've been having 
strange. I can't tell if it was a dream or not, but I, I you you remember the you remember the train, uh, in the what was it the warehouse? Yeah, yeah. I I remember I remember seeing it in a dream before. I think it was outside my house and stuff. And really? uh, yeah, and then I then I walked to the park. Saw the old man that's usually there, and there's there. Oh my gosh, there was a tiny bunny. You you would not believe it. It was so adorable, and it said my name, it, but it wouldn't really talk to me. It was it was it, it, it spoke to me, but it wouldn't really talk to me. This was, was a dream. Though. I have no idea. Oh. Well, I, I, I had a dream about the train, too. You had a dream about the train, too? Yeah. What? what? I dreamt okay. it, that it, a little while back. Uh, and I was actually going to try and see if I could find, sneak and see the train. Anyway, before uh, uh, Caleb said that we were going to. So that worked out. Uh, but I dreamed uh, about, like, smoke billowing from the stack and it moving and whatnot. Oh. That sounds kind of boring. Yeah. Definitely not as interesting as a talking bunny. Yeah. I named it Midnight, but then I hopped off. Was it a black bunny? Yeah, it was like it was like a very black bunny. It had yellow eyes. It was it was Ooh. so adorable. It let me pet it. It was super soft. Aw, that's cute. I wish you could have met him. It was oh. so adorable. It's hard to they had such a, such a cute little voice, too. It was, like, so high-pitched. You two share these experiences. Uh, and from this conversation, you get two main things. Either there's something strange happening to you two, uh, which is, that doesn't make any sense. Or there's something weird with Clementine Park, because, Willow, that's where you met... The bunny and there's something weird with the orchard because jimmy that's when you were that's the only time you've been able to hear the colonel speak back to you so we will we will move forward unless there's anything anyone wants to clarify so this is just you two having a conversation together and then caleb and juke having a conversation together at any point if you all would have like come together before the festival to basically like kind of information dump uh, of like your experiences. You can do that or you can keep them separate. Like, so Jimmy and Willow really sharing experiences and Caleb and Juke more sharing experiences. And then you guys don't really get back together in the four weeks or at some point, maybe later in the weeks, you guys can decide to get back together and things come out. But anything that you think you want to share with another player, you're going to have to make that decision now. Because once we come back to present day, any decisions and discussions that you do know will kind of carry on. So we won't, we have to, we won't do that retroactively. We're pretty committed to sharing experiences. <laughs> Is that everybody? I know Jimmy would not seek out Juke, and he would only talk to Caleb if, like, it was tagged along with Willow. 
Yeah, and Willow probably wouldn't talk about any of her experiences really with Caleb or Duke because uh, they they don't really have the same sort of like idea and imagination as Jimmy. Now, Caleb, you saw the way that Willow was hiding something when she left. Would you try to press that as you're having these dreams and hanging out with Juke more? Or would you kind of forget about it? I think he'd press it once. Just like at the end of the day, after the heist was done. But that's about it. You know, she doesn't want to share, she doesn't want to share. Okay, let's finalize everything that's happened so far in your arc and make sure that I know and Duke knows essentially what you guys know about each other because this is going to include your flashback. So do you share your the mystery around the Obsidian box with Duke? Uh, yeah, I think in multiple occasions, Duke would like see Caleb fiddling around with it and then just curiosity and whatnot at that point. Okay. And so now that you have two, would you give one to Juke? Ooh, I didn't even think of that. Yeah, Juke's probably smarter than Caleb, so at the very least, he'll give Juke an attempt to try to solve it. And you're giving him the second one, not the original one? Yes. Okay, so then... um, Are they identical? Yes. So a little bit about the obsidian boxes. So I'm calling them uh, black obsidian boxes. They're not necessarily made of rock. They actually feel like they're man-made, like they're made of plastic. It's just that they are such a deep, dark, like purpley black that as you, as you kind of move it around, it almost like shimmers different uh, shades of black. It's very unique. It Even though it feels like plastic, it doesn't look like that's the material. Um, and it essentially is a cube. So it looks almost like a Rubik's cube, except for it doesn't have, like, you can't turn it like a Rubik's cube, but it is the size of a Rubik's cube. Um, and you can pull pieces out. Um, so almost like, uh, like a triangular pieces and square pieces, they're all different shapes. And then you can kind of like push them around, but it all just becomes a box again. So there's some way you need to like open it, um, like fully open it. But Caleb hasn't figured out how to do that yet. Um, And so he's going to give you the second obsidian box and you can just, you know, fiddle with it, you know, open up pieces, close pieces, shift pieces around and see if you're able to open it yourself. So it's essentially a puzzle box. All right. So now Duke has a second obsidian box, the one that was found in the warehouse. Um, And you are familiar with what that obsidian box is. You both um, know that each other are having dreams. And so you kind of bond over that, but you never talk talk about it. Um, First rule of dream club. Don't talk about dream club. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. I probably ask though, where you got the first box. Oh, Mm. uh, yeah, in that case, Caleb would say uh, he was gifted it by Mr. Willock. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, um, that's the nonconformity guy? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's okay. actually why I want to see him all the time. I'm going to say, Juke, you've never seen Mr. Willock because he's never actually in the store. 
So Caleb, when you talk about Mr. Willock, you talk about your your meeting there, but I guess we can make it canon into, I think I said that he's only there at night. So if you guys, so if you guys are like, you know, messing around, have you guys gone to the, have you tried to like introduce Juke to Mr. Willock? He actually did, I think, on the first day when uh, we went shopping and he found him there. But after that, probably no. <laughs> it would be dangerous. <laughs> it would be dangerous? Yeah. Because, okay, so Caleb technically got away with his actions, but that was when the mall was first, like, being opened. Mm-hmm. So I'm guessing if they tried to sneak in at night, they probably would actually get caught. Hmm, I see. Okay, yeah. so you guys don't go back to the mall and do your shenanigans at night. It's always no, no. open hours. If I may make this canon, Caleb mm-hmm. describes Mr. Willock to Juke like a vampire garden gnome that came to life. <laughs> I'm just putting that out there. Accurate. For the world. Impossible fan art. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's actually quite accurate. Um, Juke, you're probably not sure what to even make of that. <laughs> description of a of a man but you know that's cool um okay so you have the the second obsidian box um you know about mr willock because you've never met him before and i think that's good um anything else that caleb or juke you two wanted to know clarify questions etc etc i guess just as like a, a side question, Caleb's gonna ask how Juke is doing. You know, because he does care about him as a friend. Yeah, he's good. He's been in a good mood. Um uh probably like I I I think you probably like you're trying to distract yourself with the shenanigans and like you can tell that he's doing I'm doing the same thing. Um but Having fun. Good. Good, yeah. That's actually that's actually really good. Excellent. Willow and Jimmy. So Willow, you have at this point kind of told Jimmy all about your um interesting adventures on your own. Do you now tell him about the contents of the box or no? Nope. He probably doesn't even know about the box. Okay. And then, Jimmy, now that you know that there's some something strange about Clementine Park and you are quite used to going out at night and figuring out, you know, strange places, in between those couple of weeks, did you ever think to go out to Clementine Park at night to try and find whatever Willow saw? Probably a couple times. Mm-hmm. He's definitely a night owl. He goes out and explores. Would you do that on your own? I think he would first mention it to Willow and see if she's interested. And based off whether or not she decided to come, he would go anyway. But whether she wants to come is up to her. Okay. Willow? She probably would. She'll be like, all right, I'm going to show you where I last saw it. And like try, like, try and help and find the rabbit. But after a couple times, and probably her dad getting upset at her. Like finding out that she's like sneaking out with him, it's like no, and she probably wouldn't go with it, be able to go with him anymore. Okay, let's say you guys go back to Clementine Park um, a few times, and you don't 
ever see the bunny um, again. And then Jimmy, you go back afterwards after Willow has been, you know, berated by her dad a couple of times about not going out by herself um, or even with you at night. And then you also go a couple of times and you still don't see anything of strange. Um, And we will make that kind of like canon moving forward. Okay. So we are now in present day again. It is June 15th, 1996. The Shady Creek Crab Apple Harvest Festival spans the entirety of both the Orchard and Persimmon Park. Um, I'm going to say you all, it is in the morning. It has already opened. It's like 10 a.m. There is a thrum of people from the, the city or the town as well as outside of the town because this is something that a lot of people come to. Uh, and I will say you are all currently arriving with your individual families. Um, are you all planning to meet up together? I mean, if Willow saw them, she'd probably like go over to like either like, like Jimmy or Caleb if she saw them to try and like hang out. 100%. Yeah. Caleb would spend the festival with Willow and Jew. Jimmy can tag along. He's all right. Eh. If you want to. Okay. I will say just from the nature of this being a, a, a town festival and you all know you all are going to be there because your families always go every year. It would make sense that, you know, Caleb and Willow are going to go together. Jimmy and Willow are going to go together. Juke and Caleb are going to go together. Therefore you're all going, <laughs> you know, you're all going to together by proxy um guilty by association (laughs) yes so let's say you all decide to uh you know be like okay when we all get there um let's meet up somewhere so i will kind of describe that this is a huge town festival that takes up the entire park so it is pretty awesome but it's also pretty large so you'd kind of have to have a meeting spot um because it's just coming in together, you wouldn't be able to like immediately meet one another. This is the biggest events of the year. And this is when the town kind of explodes the population because people come from outside. So as you all are arriving to your, with your families, I will say also that um, Juke, when you come, you are holding Helen, um, holding Helen's hand. Um, So just keep in mind that Juke, as you make the decision to, uh, go and meet up with your friends. Um, you'll either have to bring Helen with you or you will have to uh, make sure that your brother or your dad is available to take Helen. So as you all kind of arrive, you all can immediately kind of smell like cotton candy and tart pies and popcorn. Um, there is literally crab apple everything <laughs> chocolate covered crab apple candied crab apple crab apple soda crab apple ice cream funnel cake with crab apple syrup crab apple rings crab apple sti- there's li- literally everything is crab apple flavored thank you for making me hungry <laughs> it's kind of like in entrancing and disgusting at the same time <laughs> Just make the tables out of crab apples at this point. <laughs> it's like crab apple bacon. How do you even what? <laughs> yeah, it's one of those where they they really went high on the crab apple. And 
in as well as those things, there's like barrels of just crab apples just sitting on large picnic tables, sitting on the grass. They're scattered around like everyone and their mother and their grandmother and like whole families are just eating bushels of crab apples. I don't know if that's even like safe, but <laughs> like everyone's eating way too many crab apples. Um, which is whole town's <laughs> getting sick tonight. <laughs> <laughs> There's obviously going to be an alcoholic, you know, section for adults only that will have all types of alcoholic beverages made with crab apples. Ooh, um, crab apple wine, mm-hmm, crab apple wine, crab apple ale. It's, it's insane. Um, there's also a, there's also a Ferris wheel that you can see way in the back. It's actually already moving slowly. It's got a couple of patrons on it. Um, and you can see it from the entrance of the park, but it's, it's way in, in the back of the park. Uh, and then there is in the center, a bit of madness. There's like a huge crowd because in the center is the beautiful antique steam train, the Aldera. It has a little velvet rope you know all the way around it and it has like a little area for entrance to make sure that only a couple people go in at a time has a whole bunch of signs of like please don't touch you know the brass finishes etc etc it has like a little plaque that explains like when the aldera was you know commissioned when it you know how long it ran here in shady creek it is the crown jewel of the uh festival and then right on the other side of this uh, this center section, on like the side of the the center area of the festival, is a huge stage that already has like a pe- couple of people lining the front. Um, it doesn't. There's not like any rope or anything. It's a huge stage, and then there's just an open like field where you can just kind of sit or stand. So you see, some people have like blankets. Some people brought chairs. Um, it's on the grass, but there are a couple of people, uh, you all notice as you all just come in with your family. It's just as you're just looking around before this is before you all met, meet up. But a couple of you notice as you're just walking past that the, the people who are at the front of the stage, they look similar. They're all kind of like middle age to older women, um, you know, they have their hair, you know, done right, lipstick on, nails. They look like they look like they want to be at the front of the stage looking cute. Interesting. So you all see that as you all are kind of just coming into this massive festival uh, that is essentially the bell of the ball for the year. A couple of things that you all see that would catch your eyes individually. Um, Linda is there and she is there with Mrs. Yoon and you and Juke, you actually uh, come uh, with uh, your dad and your sister and your your brother, but you don't come with Linda. She has already been here for hours now. Um, you I don't have a, I don't have a brother. Oh, you have a brother. My bad. No. Um, but you're there with your dad. The um, brother vanishes. <laughs> you no longer have a brother. The imaginary um, brother's gone. Uh, but he, but she has been there for a while now, and you can kind of see that her and Mrs. Yoon are running around. So you kind of, you kind of see them kind of coming in and out of like view. You see them going up on the stage. You see them going around. Like they're running around. Um, but they all, they both have like big fake smiles on. 
as they're greeting people. Um, and then Michael is there. What is Helen excited about doing? She's a huge crap apple fan. Like okay. that's her favorite snack. Um, in particular, she loves crap apple pie. Um, she's a she's a big patron of of Adelia's Eaton Restaurant, who they have their own booth here at the festival, um, and they have like I think it's like fifty varieties of crab apple pie flavors, and she has tried them all. All right, so she probably already has like the oversized crab apple festival T shirt that she oh, got yeah. on the way in, and like <laughs> crab apple shaped balloons. Oh yeah, she, she's a crab apple shaped balloon. That's canon. She, she's she's like pulling you towards her favorite stalls, um, which are mainly food flavor. Um, so you do have to be careful with Helen because she is a bottomless pit. She can she can put away some crab apple confectionaries. So right. is that um, where we'll throw the apple <laughs> just straight into her stomach? <laughs> um. But she is still quite a young child, so she will 100% be running around with way too much sugar in her system and then crash. So you do have to watch that. We just a while back, is there some kind of like battle of the bands Mike thing that Juke would have signed up for? There is a, uh, a little sheet next to the stage that gives you the, the events for the, the evening or the day. Um, throughout the evening now this is a four-day festival i believe okay so the the this is the first day uh it's it's brand new like you know opening um and so the the there will be a uh, like a, <clears throat> a a sign up there is a sign up sheet for day two which is going to have a nighttime like uh, local performers that you can sign up for all right uh, so that is what you all see. Any questions about kind of like how Duke was just doing? Any questions about what you're what you're seeing or what you might be interested in? Caleb was considering maybe signing up with Duke and just be mm. the singer for it. <sighs> okay, a little duet action. Love it. Yeah, I like it. Great. So you two and uh, Helen uh, make your way to the stage to. Uh, to, to the little section right next to the stage to sign up for uh, the open mic uh, times. Um, Willow and Jimmy, what would you guys be most interested in being at the festival? Willow would probably be more interested in like, like the game, like whatever possible game stalls. Like that would mm-hmm. usually have like prizes and stuff, and like the Paris wheel maybe. Okay, Jimmy. Jimmy has like the most disgusted face on because he hates crab apples, yeah. and so these are like the worst four days of the year for him. And the only reason is he he's here is because his family's here and his friends are here, so he's just with Willow. Trying to focus on whatever she's doing and ignore everything else. Yeah, Jimmy usually being the 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 wild one and chaotic one is actually quite subdued in this atmosphere because he's <laughs> surrounded by he's surrounded by people who for some reason love crab apples.
Thank you all for listening. We hope you are enjoying the campaign. Don't forget that you can listen to the podcast on the Aging Journey podcast website, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Amazon Music, and YouTube. Links will be in the description below. Don't forget to follow or subscribe. You can also support the podcast on Patreon or join our Discord. Enjoy the journey.